Greetings Creeps and welcome to Horror Girl Problems, the podcast slash videocast. Thanks for listening, Mom. Trick or treat? You are in luck because this week I have a very special treat for you. From the mind of author Catherine Bell, the sick and somber tales of Sinister Town, I present to you... The Doctor. The Doctor sits with tools in hand, a magician of sorts, though his humor is bland. Two boxes are settled atop his desk, one containing relief, while the others grotesque. Place your hands into the holes, your ailment will leave you, and you are exposed. It's the luck of the draw as to what happens next. There's everything to choose from. What will you collect? Close your eyes and pray for the best, for you could be host to a most unwanted guest. For swapping ailments is a risky business. Consider yourself lucky if you make it past Christmas. Once a year, the doctor opens his doors to the injured, the dying, the sick, and more. The doctor just sits with a beam on his face. Tell your family you love them, just in case. A knock at the door. You may enter. A thick drawl escapes the thin lips of the doctor. His mouth cracks into a secretive smile as the patient cautiously enters the dimly lit room. Good, good evening, sir. The patient begins, voice quivering slightly. I've heard you may be able to help me. The doctor's smile widens as if the patient has said something amusing. Perhaps, is all he answers. The patient takes a moment to take in the imposing man reclining in the chair in front of him. A tall and terrifying looking gentleman, tanned skin cracked with age, as if animal hide were pulled loosely over his skull. He wears a suit, black, with deep purple paneling. A cane leans casually against his chair. Please, I need your help. I, I can feel death coming. The patient squeezes his eyes shut momentarily before rubbing them vigorously and focusing again on the man before him. Then you have come to the right place, my friend. The doctor's smile expands into an enthusiastic grin, stained teeth bared in a most unsightly manner. If you would care to place both of your hands into the vessels you see before you. Two wooden pots stood on the desk. The patient had been so focused on the doctor he hadn't even noticed them. What are these? Oh, my good man, surely you know what it is I do. The patient pulled back his hands, both of which he had begun to extend towards the now sinister-looking containers. Well, I have heard things, but I wasn't sure. Some of them can't be true. Oh, dear boy, it is all true. My treatment is unique. If you accept, you simply place your hands into the casks before you, and your ailment, the progressive stages of malaria by the looks of things, will simply disappear. Now here, you see, comes the exchange. In return for releasing you from the plague you were afflicted with, you will have to take on something else. It could be better, it could be worse. It is all down to luck. Do you feel lucky? The horror on the patient's face said it all. He most certainly did not feel lucky. The doctor shrugged. You do not have to continue. You can walk back out of that door right now and say nothing more of it. But, but I'll surely die. Then, my friend, you have nothing to lose. The doctor extended his arm invitingly, but the patient was still unsure. Could you not just remove my illness and let me leave? Now, now, those are not the rules. 
If you play my game, you must follow my rules. Now enough of this. Make your decision. Then, then I must agree. The patient stepped forward again and placed his hands decisively in the wooden vessels. The illness streamed out of his palms like an evil mist and seeped over the sides of the containers. The patient found himself holding his breath, desperate not to ingest any of the villainous poison back into his system. And then, a sudden and beautiful relief. The patient sighed in gratitude. His eyes appeared to function much better. His blurred vision was gone. A quick thought passed through his head. I could just remove my hands and run. But no sooner had he thought this than a new sensation came over him. A feeling of invasion. The patient could feel his cells desperately trying to ward off this new foreign entity, but to no avail. You may remove your hands. The doctor stood up, and the patient saw for the first time a pair of legs, much thinner than they should have been, and suit trousers that flared at the bottom. The doctor snatched up the cane from its resting place and used it to assist himself in navigating forward. The thick carpet muffled any sound of footsteps as the doctor strode towards him. The patient stood stock still, wide-eyed, praying to a god he did not believe in as the doctor inspected him. Ha! What delight! You certainly are a lucky one. What, what is it? Asthma. Oh, oh, thank you, doctor, thank you. The doctor smiled once more and returned to his seat. The patient shook his hand vigorously and made for the door. You know, he said, looking back, they said you were a demon. The doctor raised an eyebrow. And I said, it is all true. I love that story so much. You've heard the tale, now let's meet the myth, the legend, the one and only Catherine Bell. Oh, I thought I'd give it a good go. <laughs> oh, nice. There we go. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I thought I would go like on theme, so. Oh, that's awesome. A little bit. I'll take this. Well, it's great to see you. It's great to virtually meet you. Hello. Absolutely. <laughs> so your story was so fun. I, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so is it from, it's from a collection that you have? Is that right? Yeah. So it's from the Sick and Somber Tales of Sinister Town. So we've got a, a few going on. Um, but yes, that was a, and a, just, a, just a piece I thought you might quite like. Amazing. I hate the alliteration on that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Right, so what are some of your uh, influences? So I would say clearly Marilyn Manson. Okay. Behind there. <laughs> um, he is a massive inspiration. Um, other than that, um, Stephen King, mm -hmm. definitely. Um, I would say they're my two, my two big ones. Okay. I'm a massive horror fan though, so it's literally anything from sort of 60s, 70s horror films through to sort of anything from the present day, really. Love um, it. Anything. I, I love my gore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my, my my trouble is that because I'm so into my writing and my reading, um, everything's really has to be really poetic. Right. which is why I've got the little poems at the beginning of each um, of each short story. Yeah, that's such a cool aspect of it. I was going to ask you about that. Like, so, so do you start every tale in the collection starts with like a limerick, basically? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. I loved that. Like, it was just such like a cool, whimsical feeling to it. And you're talking about like 
some sinister stuff, but it's done in this very light way in the introduction, which is just so like so fun. I was I was just like devouring it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Really okay. appreciate that. <laughs> All right, you ready for these questions? Um, ready, ready. All right, let's do this. So, who is your favorite <laughs> final girl? So, I think I've gone a little bit abstract here. Okay. But um, I'd say Jane Doe in the Autopsy of Jane Doe. Ooh, okay. Um, really underrated film but she's absolutely smashing um or sarah paulson um in well all of the american horror stories <laughs> i know a lot of people don't class that as actual horror but i think again just sort of flows in slightly under the radar there i think she's awesome so yeah have to go for those two rather than your mainstream ones yes i like those answers jane doe i i finally watched the autopsy of jane doe i think maybe last year like I slept oh, yeah. on it forever and then I finally watched it and I was like, how did I go so long without watching this? Like I wish somebody it, would have been like, no, whatever you're going to watch tonight, cancel that and watch this instead. Like Exactly. That's exactly what happened to me. Yes. It is so good. Yeah. Like, I wish I would have seen it in the theaters. Like had I known yeah. it was so good, I would have been just like screaming it from the rooftops. Like, no, everyone <laughs> go and watch this. 100%. So original and cool. And I also love Sarah Paulson, especially in a... Was it the second season was Asylum, I think? Yes, that's my favorite season. Yes. yes. And she's just such a badass. And you watch her evolve. And I was like, I am so in love with you. You're amazing. Like, she's so cool. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I adore her. Love it. I, I really like those answers. Okay, so what has been your most traumatic horror experience? <sighs> see, that's a hard one because... So, I don't know if you can, probably can't see behind me. I've got an Ouija board over there. But... <laughs> play that all the time never had any experiences with that um I'm, I'm presuming you mean real life horror um it can be real but, life horror or a traumatic like like a horror movie that traumatized you I'm, I'm good with either one <laughs> okay so real life horror not had any like paranormal experiences I would say sort of the closest I've probably come is to um exploring abandoned buildings and like bumping into other explorers or like signs of life or like squatters while you're sort of sneaking through sort of cracked smashed windows in the dark creaky floorboards holes in the floors um that's pretty terrifying I'll tell you that yeah. right now in the middle of the night it's, it's pretty horrific in terms of actual horror films I'm gonna say the one that jumps out of me, at me is when I was about seven years old I snuck downstairs at night and my parents were watching Poltergeist and it was the bit where the girl's under the bed. Honest to God, it was horrendous. By far, <laughs> traumatizing for life. <laughs> so something I've noticed, uh, like the more the people that answer this question, like seven, eight years old is a very prime time, apparently. Like that's when we all received our like biggest scars as far as like a traumatic horror film <laughs> that we, should, we saw like too early, even if it was just like a scene. Almost everyone's answers yes. are like, well, when I was about seven or eight, I saw something I shouldn't have, and then it just, like, yes, sticks with me. awful thing happened. Yeah. Like, I think I was about the same age, too. I was probably, like, eight, and I watched uh, It, the miniseries, and I was too young to watch it, for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, I loved it, but I'm, I'm scarred forever from it, absolutely. Like, <laughs> love that. Um, is there any horror film that you would like to see rebooted or remade? Ooh, now, I would say Rosemary's Baby or one of my favourites, House on Haunted Hill. Okay. Yeah. Yes. 
um it scares me a little bit to think that they might redo it badly but i would like that i'd like them to try yes okay (laughs) i think there was a remake of i think it was house on haunted hill um maybe in the early 2000s oh no well if there has been i must have stayed clear out of fear (laughs) out of fear that it would be rubbish (laughs) probably good choice if they should uh, remake it presently i think (laughs) (laughs) um is there any horror film you think should be off limits to reboots and remakes loads i think (laughs) the exorcist the birds the shining midwitch cuckoos i could just yeah loads (laughs) as you like unfurl a scroll yes (laughs) basically basically don't remake films once they're there appreciate them and move on yes all right is the general rule (laughs) okay you're the final girl in a horror film what do you want your kill song to be as you're just like doing your montage you're just being a total badass (gasps) that is easy marilyn manson's mob scene okay oh my god i would rain havoc honestly oh my god that'd be amazing I was like, she's going to do a Marilyn Manson track, I'm pretty sure now. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Definitely. Dig it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And last question for this is, why horror? So I've been into horror as long as I can remember. So my parents watched horror films avidly. Um, That's probably where I got it from, to be honest. That's probably why I ended up walking into Poltergeist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was just something that was always there. Um, you know, even just from the X-Files, everything that they watch tended to be horror films. Um, I've branched out personally into sort of more like foreign um, subtitled horrors and more underground films, um, August Underground, that sort of thing. Um, but I still um, enjoy the uh, more traditional horrors as well. Um, I think for me, it's the dichotomy between the enjoyment and the anticipation, like the Um, enjoyment versus fear and everything in between I just don't think um, any other genre allows you to experience such a range of emotions I 100% agree love it (laughs) (laughs) and I also love that you grew up with like horror loving parents I think that's so cool yeah Yeah, honestly I feel like I'm really lucky for that yeah 100% yeah my dad was very into horror my mom not so much we like force her to go to horror things with us but she's like such like a scaredy cat about stuff (laughs) (laughs) she's like humorous at times but she'll like if i ever watch her sit and watch a horror movie with us she'll literally like look at me and like punch me or like smack my knee or something i'm like i didn't write this like this is not my work i don't know why you're assaulting me (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's something i share with my dad and it's like super fun like that's like our bonding thing is like we're both like monster kids so how fun to have both your parents into that All right. So where can we tell us where we can find your work? Is that is that collection available to buy anywhere? Is it? Public yes. Yet? So it's on Amazon. Um, Sick and somber tales of sinister town. Um, it's also on my website, www.thecathystories.com. Um, and I'm on Twitter as well at the Kathy stories. So I think that's where you found me. So <laughs> but that's where you guys can find her awesome work as well. Okay. And I'll put like links to everything as well too, that you just listed. <laughs> fabulous thank you all right all right that's all i got for you do you have anything else you anything else you want to plug or talk about this anything no no just i've got um a couple of bits and bobs um coming up um but stay tuned for those a uh, bit of a secret secret okay. mission at the moment Ooh, okay <laughs> top secret bits and bobs yeah, yeah. exactly all gore all gore film oh, filled uh, torture porn torture porn <laughs> give me give me the torture my porn favorite bits and bobs. <laughs> awesome <laughs> All right, 
well, it was so nice to virtually meet you. Thank you for doing this. I'm really excited to share this story with everybody because I really just, I just fucking loved it. So I'm really excited for everyone to like hear this and go. Oh, thank you so much. Work. Yeah. Now I got to order you. your book too, because I want to read more of it. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> thank right. you very much. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Massive thank you once again to Catherine for sharing this amazing story with us and for joining us at our virtual Halloween party. If you are watching this on YouTube or the blog, I will link all of Catherine's info below so you can check out some more of her amazing work. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you are so inclined, rate, comment, subscribe. All of that helps other people find this weird little thing. I'm so excited to continue to share this month-long virtual half-assed Halloween party with you. That's all I got. I'll catch you next week for some more spooky shit. And remember, wear your masks.